across the long, long ways. Danny, how you doing, man? Dude, we lost the legend today, Sean. We did. Jerry, 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 Jerry. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Dude, if, was he still hosting the show when you were, like, in your uh, missing school sick days? Yes. Yes, he was, uh, he'd be, uh hosting the jerry springer show they'd be in the new current episodes too they weren't even like really too many repeats yes because i know after a while he uh stopped doing it or stepped aside or something and they had his uh bodyguard the steve show yeah trying to do it which but... basically <laughs> yeah it was just basically just took the clusterfuck of the jerry springer show and made it even more clusterfuck it's like you know what, you know what we the kids like from this show let's do nothing but that <laughs> like it was like the Cars 2 of talk shows, because it was like, after Cars 1, people were like, the kids liked Mater. Let's give them, like, half the movie. And people were like, oh, maybe they just liked Mater a little bit. <laughs> oh, he man, he but was yeah, the so... lovable bodyguard keeping Jerry safe. Like, that's why everybody loved him. He'd be up, he'd be up there breaking fights and stuff. Like, that's what, that's what he was good at. He didn't really yeah, talk. The... No. <laughs> the, the girl that... Uh... From the Waffle House that deflected the chair with one hand, she learned that from watching him. She probably did. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you miss a day of school. You got, you know, Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right, Maury Povich, and Jerry Springer. <laughs> Those were your shows while you were uh, eating soup, chicken vegetable soup. <laughs> yes, you know, you are not the father. <laughs> and and being ahead of his time you bring out like you know the filipino man girls and it's like is this a boy is this a guy or is this a girl and you'd be like ah fuck i don't know on that one <laughs> and then as i got older i'm like man i really hope that's a chick because i've already started committed to the masturbating <laughs> It's a dude, and it's like too late now. <laughs> I can't hear you. La 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 la. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I just remember like, the shows were just absolutely nuts. You'd be like throwing one-liners, then he'd just sit on the stairs and just be like, "Oh my god, like what's going going on? These people, these damn people." <laughs> Yeah, there was one clip. It's it's been popping up on Instagram. People are like discovering those shows and the outrageousness of it. But it was like this super like trailer trashy couple, and she's like, "I have a confession to make. I cheated on you with your best friend at a party." And he's like, "Yeah, I know, man. You know the thing that really pisses me off though is she's like, "What do you mean you know?" And he's like, "Yeah, I made a bet. I bet him like a, a case of beer and a pack of cigarettes <laughs> that, that that he can get you to sleep with him." And she's like, "Wait, you bet him?" And he's like, "Yeah, man." I don't. I, I think it's just worse uh, that I owe him the beer and cigarettes than I'm out of girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she just sits there all sad. Oh, jeez. Terrible. The worst. But uh, <laughs> the '90s were a trash era. It was fun. Yeah, I think somebody was just doing like a flashback of like the 2000 shows, and it was like you had punked. So, you know, that show we got pretty off the hook with some, 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 there was some really good pranks on that show that were just like way like crazy. 
I, like my favorite was like when they would switch out the cars and then just wreck this car like people would just like freak out <laughs> but surprisingly the best thing about that show yeah was that if he punked somebody and they're like um yeah i don't want i don't want that shit on tv he'd be like yeah. all right cool and not and it's not a thing of like there's lost footage somewhere waiting mm -hmm. to be found yes he would just be like destroy that mm-hmm yeah, then what else on MTV? They had Neck. So basically, like that old show, like you'd be, you'd, uh, you'd be like hanged on a date, and then you would have, like, if you were tired of the person, you just, you would just neck them, and, uh, the next person would come in. There'd be like three people. And so it's like, it's just, I remember like one guy being a smart ass that just like fucking next, like three people, like back to back to back. They even make it on the date. They did just, they did, they just were in like the, the introduction trailer. <laughs> Be like, what is going on? Who addresses like this next? Oh, the original jackass. The, the original way back when. Yes. And then I don't, re I don't, uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say it was ridiculous. Yes. Like, well, I think it was Big and Rob, and then they, you know, broke up. Yeah. Because I don't think uh, Big was necessarily, like, wanting to do the show anymore, and he started to realize that it was supposed to be partners. It was supposed to be, like, Batman and Superman, and he was getting pushed to the side, like, a.k.a. Robin. <laughs> but, uh, dude, that show is still making new episodes. Really? Yes, because uh, Chanel West Coast like announced that she was leaving the show before the new the new season, and that was like last month. Oh wow, jeez, interesting. I don't remember this show very much, but do you remember Date My Mom? No, I do not remember that. Yeah, so the premise was you would go on the you would go on the date with somebody's mom, and if you liked them enough, then you would end up having like a date with like their daughter. <laughs> it was some weird MTV show, man. I was like, I re vaguely remember it, but I don't. Re it was like, like a very quick, like one or two episodes. Like I remember, like seeing it on there. So. Date my mom, MTV, 2000s. Hoorah! The death of the music video. <laughs> video killed the radio star. The reality show killed the video star? Yeah. And now TikTok is killing the reality star. Or the reality star, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> so what are you drinking, Sean? I'm changing it up, Danny. Super changing. Um, so this is from Mommy Bay Brewing Company. Um, out in Ohio. Um, this is the Mac Queen's Semi-Sweet Hard Cider. Coming in at 4.5% ABV. It pairs well with cinnamon sugar donuts. Slow roasted pulled pork sandwiches. Butternut squash soup. I don't have any of those things. So I can't tell you if, if, they're, if they're lying to you. <laughs> what if you like cut one of those donuts in half? Threw some pulled slow pork meat in there, and it's the, instead of like barbecue sauce, mm -hmm. put a butternut squash over the <laughs> soup over the top of that. Maybe. <laughs> Smells very appley, very appley. Hmm. 
you definitely get like a burst of a lot of sweetness and then afterwards you get that it's not tart but what is that dry you get that dry flavor from uh the cider like that you would okay, expect yeah. that that dryness yeah i recently learned that when they talk about like champagnes or ciders being dry Mm-hmm. People are like, "Oh, it's a liquid. How can it be dry?" Ha 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 ha. Oh my god, I'd punch that person. <laughs> but it's um, it's the opposite of sweetness. Mm-hmm. So if you say something like a champagne is either sweet or it's dry. Yeah, this has like a hardcore like, one eighty spin like halfway through the drink. Because <laughs> I'm just getting like, you just get hit with like all this sweetness, and then it just like finishes with like dry tartiness that you're just not like expecting and i don't drink a lot of cider so i'm like not the cider. like if you're like i don't know if i like the cider you'd have to try it because i'm not like um because there's certain yeast that throw off my palate that i don't like and i think cider is one of those has those part of has those yeast that i don't care for that much it's the same thing with like belgian beers like like but certain belgian yeast especially if the beer is more yeast based or like yeast flavored like it's something i i just don't like um not that i it's a bad beer or anything but it's like if you don't like a flavor like that's all you could taste like it doesn't matter about the rest of the things it could have like you know beautiful fruity flavors and stuff but your palate just goes like right after like that certain thing and that's kind of what i feel with this one um so i think if you do like sweet ciders um you'll probably like it i'm assuming you know what that tartiness um like aftertaste probably is and you probably don't mind it but for me not as much not my thing so i do like the uh the sweetness on the front it gives me kind of like a summertime sweetness drink like you know what i'm saying like that would be that that would be pleasant um so but but it sounds like it's not like too cloyingly sweet it's not like you're drinking a a pastry stout that you know like a bottle logic where it's just soaked in like sugar and cacao mm-hmm. nibs and you know like the newest ones they released they had one i can't remember what one was but there was two they released and they're both had pastries involved in the brewing process Mm -hmm. like they threw and one of them they did they just basically threw churros in the mash tun (laughs) and there was another one it was like eclairs or like chocolate eclairs or something like that all right that so this is weird so now that i've had like the fourth and fifth that dry yeasty taste like on the back end is slowly going away like all i'm getting now is more sweetness and only a slight like um okay which is weird because that's what you like expect from sours. Like you, you originally you hit it, and it like punch it ruins your palate and gets that. But after a few sips or drinks, like that sour uh, sensation kind of goes away. Like your palate is now used to it. It almost has like a very similar feel to it. It's um, it's, it's called Stockholm syndrome of your taste buds. <laughs> They're like, might as well like it. Wait, we're not going to stop anytime soon. 
<laughs> Coming back! Oh. Oh, oh, God, why? Why? <laughs> it, it, it puts the sweetness on the skin, or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> exactly. What are you drinking, man? What do you got over there? So I'm going a little traditional, Sean. A little old school, if you will. Mm. Had this sitting in my fridge. My brother-in-law bought a pack of it last time we hung out. Or a couple times ago we hung out. And he was just like, yeah, I haven't had this before. I want to give it a shot. And so he gave me one. Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale. Direct from England via San Jose. Or Seattle, actually. US Inspired to the U.S. by Marchant Duvine Corporation, Seattle, Washington. Hey, yo. But it's a product of uh, Samuel Smith, Tadcaster, UK. Hmm. It's, I mean, it's got a nice color, the caramel, as they would say. You love your glass. I uh, actually um, was unsure. And since, you know, if you're going to go full no glass mafia, I'm going to go full proper glassware. <laughs> so I looked. I'm like, wait, what kind of glass do you serve a brown ale in? And they're like, well, most places just serve it in the shaker pint. And I'm like, okay, I got a couple of those. But then they're like, or you can serve it in a glass that's basically straight up with a slightly tapered top. And I'm like, I have a couple of those. <laughs> I mean, this is, I'll get, I don't know how old it was before my brother-in-law picked it up. Yeah. But it's been in my fridge for a couple months. But, you know. Does it taste like you lagered the beer? <laughs> I mean, it just, it tastes like, you can taste the nut in the brown ale, but it's, other than that, it's almost like just like drinking water. Hmm. I mean, it's not bad. It's just not as flavorful as I thought it would be. But that's probably why he liked it, because he's a uh, guy that normally drinks Coors Light. <laughs> and like when I bring stuff over, they're like, drinking that weird beer, him and his my sister. And it's like, um, it's just a Pilsner. Like, it's <laughs> basically Budweiser, but like not made shitty. somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, not shitty. Yeah, but it's just weird. Why you gotta why you gotta have it in a different can and from different breweries and this and it's like all right. So yeah, I can see how someone who uh drinks Coors Light would think this is like delicious and fancy. You're not drinking an American beer. What? <laughs> what? What do you, oh. what do you define that again? <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> Let me let me get this straight. Is uh, <laughs> this brewery that is in California, based out of California, with a U.S. owner, not an American beer? I'm confused. Super lost. Right. <laughs> well, and I think again, from their beer drinking experiences, like looking at the menus at you know Red Robin or going to a sporting event. Yes. And it's like, you know, they have the. You know, um, micro basically the micro brews and the imports under the same section. Yeah, it's like Guinness and you know Stone when Stone came out, and it was all so it's like those foreign beers like Guinness and Stone. <laughs> that blue moon's pretty damn fancy. Get an orange slice yeah, in it. <laughs> that damn foreigner. <laughs> oh, man. So. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not, like, as flavorful as, like, I would expect it. Like I said, it's not – especially, like, after drinking, like, a barley wine or something that's basically yeah. this on that on, this on steroids. Yeah. 
like, oh, I don't know why why I was like hesitant to drink this. This is chuggable yeah. compared to, you know, a lot of beers. Yeah. So, are you familiar with the Montreal Screwjob, Sean? I I am not familiar. With so that. basically, back peak wrestling. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart had the WWE championship, WWF at the time, before they were sued and lost in a uh, battle royale with a panda. <laughs> um, so basically, he was the champion, and he his contract was up. Mm-hmm. And Vince McMahon was kind of like – this was like right at the beginning before wrestling took off, before the Attitude Era. So Vince was like, look, man, like – this is what we can sign you for. But if you can go to the WCW, because at that time, that was when they started taking everybody. Hulk Hogan was there. They had the NWO. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, if you can go, if you, if you get a better contract with them, go there. And so he ended up signing a contract with them. Yeah. And there was a pay-per-view in Montreal. And it was supposed to be Brett the Hitman Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And wow. It sounds like you would be watching WWF. <laughs> right. With those names. <laughs> but Shawn Michaels wasn't quite Shawn Michaels yet. This was like beginning of him mm-hmm. and so um basically Brett the hitman heart was supposed to win in montreal yes and then the next monday night raw he was supposed to show up and like either like forfeit the belt or like um lose it in a match there somehow but basically he was like i'm gonna win at the pay-per-view and then you're i'll give you back the belt and because that was supposed to be basically his last appearance and you know vince being vince doesn't trust anybody um Basically, had the referee and Shawn Michaels in on it that they were going to take the title off of Bret the Hitman Hart that night. Wow. And so, you know, he rolled him up, like he rolled him up, or he put him in a uh, submission hold. And the referee, as soon as he put him in the submission hold, the referee's like, oh, he tapped. And Bret's like, I didn't tap. What's going on? And so he went up and basically, like, either spit in the face of Vince or like flipped him off, like right there or whatever. And like, they didn't talk for years. Yep. Um, and so they called it the Montreal screw job because he basically screwed Brett out of the title belt because of his paranoia that Brett was going to do. Because the women's champion at the time in WWE um, showed up on WCW. Gosh, yeah. With the women's title, WWE women's title, and just dropped it in a trash can oh. live on air. Wow. Gotcha. So he didn't want to repeat of that. So that story being said, that. Apparently, I don't know if it was WWE on its own or maybe with their new acquisition partner of the company that owns uh, UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, Brazzers made a porn parody of the Montreal Screwjob. hey <laughs> That isn't on the internet anymore. Oh, damn. Hit too close to home. Like, <laughs> yes, like they put money into it. Like I saw somebody talking about it and like – the actresses actually looked pretty close to them. Like you had a, a brunette and a blonde and then a guy being Vince McMahon. And uh, they even made like a little Brazzers championship belt <laughs> to be in the video. Oh, but they're more powerful than the lady that was in charge at Cal, uh, Cal State Berkeley that tried to have the image scrubbed off the internet where she sent uh, campus police to pepper spray a handful of students that were sitting at blocking some stairs <laughs> he just walked up and just like Psh. 
And then the more she tried to block it, the more it would show up in different places. Yes. <laughs> she, needs to, she needs to get the lawyers that WWE slash UFC have because yes. you're not going to watch. And I'm like, oh, I needed to watch that, you know, for science, for the show. Yes. But nope. Are you watching porn? And it's like, it's for the podcast. Leave me alone. Don't look at me. Parody. It was like <laughs> Hitman Heart, like supposed to be like a girl too. So that way there, they got screwed it was, by it was, it was all, it was two girls. Yes. yes. And then Vince McMahon <laughs> was the dude. So I'm sure there was a lot of lesbian stuff going on. Oh, that's hilarious. What a weird parody to do. Right. <laughs> Remember Commemorate the 20th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. We're going to do a yeah. porno of it. Uh, I just don't understand because they have done like Batman Joker things. Like they've done weird things. And I don't know if they were DC just was like, we approve this, but we'll always deny it that we did. <laughs> like they got hushed right, or, or like, or like, how do you make it to where it's not that obvious? Like, come on. Like DC has to have just as much or WB, whoever owns them now, like, has money. Like, the people that own DC Comics has money. Like, either they right. don't give a shit, or they did a better job at making it too much of a off thing to get sued. Right. Or maybe um, WB just never offered them enough money to make it go away. Yes. <laughs> maybe WB, like, you know, they were offered some cash, and they're like, here, just take this off. And they're like, Works for us. <laughs> Thanks for the money. Hey yo. Yeah, I remember. I remember years ago, when uh, I was high school age, maybe like right out of high school. Yeah. You know, Skinamax with all their movies, and it was like right after. I guess I could look it up to see when the very first Spider-Man, the first Toby, uh, yeah, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man came out. Yeah. But they made a cheesy Skinamax parody, Spider Babe. <laughs> and basically, and it's like. And I don't know how it worked in reality because yeah. it just seemed like it was too uh, dis too inconvenient. But basically, uh, she would flick her bean till she orgasmed, and then she would shoot out webs. <laughs> Roger, Roger that one. <laughs> it's like in the middle of a fight with like Doc Ock. Hold on just a second. What are you, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, so somewhere lost to history and time, there is a Montreal Screwjob porn parody. And I and I'm sure maybe there's somewhere on the internet, but I didn't uh, look hard enough to see if I could find it. I just you didn't know go. That it's not on browsers anymore. You didn't go searching through the uh, hardcore black black markets. No, I did not. <laughs> Both, Go sail the the seven seas with the skull and crossbone flag. <laughs> Gar. I'm about to go so, see a screw job parody. I gave you, I think, ample time on this one, but I still have enough faith in you to think the answer is no. Did right. you uh listen to any of the new Metallica CD, the album that came out? <laughs> I totally forgot about it. Like, I, I was like, I wonder what the news is about Metallica. I feel like I'm back to next last week. <laughs> See, my faith in you has been uh, paid off. <laughs> if, I would, if I was a bet man, I would have won money. 
I said, hey, Sean, check out the new Metallica CD. And you're like, oh, boy. Like, I believe that. Like, I told you to, like, check out something bad. Was that, like, why you wrote back, oh, boy, like, right? Yes. Yes. I was like, oh, I have to go find this. Go look for it. Go listen to it. Obviously, you don't. Obviously, you don't. You didn't. Is it any good? Should I even bother? I um, I had my opinion, but then there's one of my coworkers. She's into metal and stuff too, and so I asked her to check it out because I wanted to get her opinion. Someone younger than both of us, <laughs> the kids, what the kids think. And um, what seventy two seasons? We, yes, seventy two seasons. Which there's a whole like story about it, how because it's been seven years since their last album, and then a lot of different like cultures and his, mythology and even science that like seven years is is a sign of renewal. And so basically there's, you know, 72 seasons in the seven years. Yeah. And so a lot of the songs have to do with that kind of stuff. It's kind of tied in together. It's not quite a full, like, concept album, but it's definitely themed towards, you know, renewal and uh, changing in life. Got you. And I think a lot of it probably has to do with, you know, James recently, well, semi-recently getting out of rehab again. Yeah. Um, I but... really don't like the photo. What the photo, the art, the new artist Metallica album, because you got three of them grouped together, then there's like one kind of off to the side. And I'm just like, are they kicking this guy out? Do they like dislike him now? Like, what's up with that? Is it the, ba- is it the bassist? No, off to the side again? no, it looks like the lead guitarist. Oh, Kirk Hemet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm like, are they getting a new yeah. a new new bassist? No. No, they might be getting a new lead guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> he Lars. left the band. Lars is still over there doing yeah, people. Lars is asking for as, as, money. As drunk as ever, drunk and probably high as ever. <laughs> like, don't be a pussy, James. Nobody likes a quitter. But I mean, it's it's good. Like, I'm surprised how like harder how heavy it is for how old they are. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was telling my coworker, and she didn't quite get this but she also listens to like i said metal as well so she knows what you know how did different bands sound like but yeah. i was uh i told her I, in my mind it was something fresh was because i was in the car going somewhere with uh my wife my wife and she uh we we're listening to and you know had my phone listening to music and she's like how long is this song and then she looks over and she's like wait this is a different song. Why does it sound exactly the same as the last song? <laughs> and I'm like, actually, I think this is like two songs past that song you were talking about as the original song. <laughs> it's like, why does your music all sound the same? And I'm like, because you don't listen to it. It's the same thing with anything. Like if you're not from, like if you listen to country, you'll be like, how long is this the same artist? And it's like, oh no, it's different artist. Just it's just a different version. Similar. It's the different version of the. Uh... The pickup truck and the dog. Yes. Oh. Like Bo Burnham points out in his How to Make a Country Song <laughs> bit. But, yeah, like, it's pretty good. Um, But the songs definitely sound Metallica-y. Like, they start, if you don't know, listen to Metallica, this would be a hard album to get them into necessarily because they'd be like, wait, why do all the songs kind of sound the same? Um, My only kind of complaint is that I missed back in the day when they used to have one instrumental song per album. Oh, yeah. Um, 
because it seems like they're trying to go back to those days. Yeah. But no, no instrumentals. Oh man, I just love I love Ride the Lightning like that song. Yes. Yeah. Oh, was that? I think that's Trapped Under Ice actually. Oh. Yeah, I think that's Trapped Under Ice. But same album. Yeah. Different song. Yeah, too. Um. I think no, I think you had it right. Okay, maybe I had Ride the Lightning. Yeah, I remember the big old long songs like. Master of Puppets, like nine minutes long, just <laughs> yes. And all the songs on this one are between like are upwards of five minutes long, with the longest one being eleven and a half minutes. Gotcha. So again, returning to their old days. Mm-hmm. Just, um, just but out. as I was listening to it, as I was listening, to it, I was thinking, I'm like, you know, if they played any of these songs live when I see them, I will not be disappointed. It's <laughs> not like oh, new shit. I'm yeah. gonna go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> bathroom break. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go get another beer. Yeah. New song. Yeah, I I remember one interview when like Sade Anger was giving like getting a lot of criticism, and I think we've talked about this with other artists. Like, like some of these people just aren't the same angry kid anymore. <laughs> like they've matured. They have different views on things. They've grown as a person. So, like, you know, when it's that kid as, like, a 22-year-old, a 26-year-old writing and throwing, you know, writing uh, guitar lyrics and stuff, like, it definitely is, like, way different and uh, definitely a different mindset. Like, um, I think James was, was saying, like, in an interview, he's just like, I'm just not angry anymore. Like, it's really hard, like, to just put myself, like back in those shoes of being angry to write an angry song and stuff like that so and i know we talked about tool the lead singer also you know having the same issue like he he wants to write about different things now it's not like he was when he was a younger a younger guy right like back in the day like there are a lot of their songs were like anti the the man anti you know and now a lot of their songs are more about like spiritual awareness and drinking wine and doing a uh, movie tie yeah and going on joe rogan's podcast <laughs> <laughs> hey oh <laughs> yeah i can't remember what punk band it is but they're on um they're signed under uh fat mike's record label and they're coming out with a new album and that was the discussion in the comments that surprisingly was civil for it being a youtube yeah. uh comment thread Mm-hmm. But someone was like, "Yeah, I miss I miss their old stuff. Their new stuff sucks. It's like it's not as fast and whatever." And they're like, "Dude, they're like forty now. Like they've <laughs> changed." They're like, "I don't care. Bring back, keep the old stuff." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, if you if you're a fan of Metallica, it's not a disappointment. It's a good album. But like the Saint Anger, a lot of people are also upset about that album because of that snare drum. Yes, That's which true. you know. I pose the question to Metallica fans whenever I find one. Was that a bad album? Or was that a bad Metallica album? Like if somebody else came out with that uh, album and you're like, hey, check out this new band and this album they have, would you be like, oh, it's interesting. I kind of like it. Or are you, or is it just bad in general and no matter who came out with it? Yes. Versus you having to wait however long it, you had to wait to, for between Metallica albums. <laughs> and... uh <clears throat> you get this nonsense 
Yes. So. Exactly. I don't know, man. I don't know if they even play those songs live anymore. They're like retconning it out of their uh, catalog. <laughs> I did see a picture recently where James was like playing and he has like a teleprompter at his feet that have the lyrics to the songs. Yeah. And I know like he's more guilty of it than uh, Kirk Hemet, but he's also like uh, playing a lot more ghost notes where he's like not strumming as much as he used to because he was always known for his like really fast uh, hand, his right hand where he, cause he does a lot of up strumming, you mm -hmm. know, like, but now he's like skipping notes, yeah. not doing as much, but it's like, dude, he's pushing 60. Like they're still rocking live. They're going on a huge ass, you know, tour where they're yeah. doing two shows in every city. Yeah. I don't know. So, like, I think of like the same thing. Like, have you listened to Billy Idol's like hit song right now? The new one that came out called Cage? No, I have not. Yeah, like to me, like, it's just like, is it like, it's the same thing. Like, it's like an interesting, like the lyrics are interesting, but like, you know, it feels like it's a programmed kind of rhythm and stuff like that and you know i'd be curious to, even if my dad is listening to it because like um like i was just listening to the radio randomly and i was just like i was like what the fuck is this song and i was like i was like billy idol i'm like billy idol still writing music <laughs> right <laughs> like it just feels like it was like because i listened to a couple other songs off like his little e ep album and like they're just like i don't know I think they're garbage, but I don't, but I don't know, like, like, I know Billy Idol's, like, main hits, but I've never just, like, listened to albums of Billy Idol before, so I don't know if that's normal, because <laughs> to me, like, I listen to, like, like, I'll listen to a Breaking ben Benjamin album, and, like, I'll listen to the whole thing, like, I just generally like Breaking Benjamin, like, regardless if it's a hit song or one of those songs off their album, like, to me, it doesn't matter, I just like listening to it um same thing with um i guess not same thing with dead mouse i really like the four by four album so that one i could just listen start to finish um consistently but there's just some like there's just some bands like you just listen to everything you're it's not like you're just listening to only the singles because there are some bands that like i generally like the singles but i don't really care for the rest of their albums right so it makes sense. So Microsoft was in court in the UK over their deal to try to purchase Activision Blizzard. Mm -hmm. And the UK came back and was like, you know what? We're not going to let this deal happen. And the holdup was basically they feel that Microsoft already has a competitive edge in the future of cloud gaming mm -hmm. because, you know, they were an early adapter, so I guess they're being punished for it, which I know a lot of people that are um, like online and stuff reading that are like anti-Microsoft. They're like, that'll show them for trying to yeah. make a... And it's like, dude, they don't care about monopolies. Like back in the day, I was telling a friend of the show, Solid Snack, about this, about when their computers were coming out, they got fined by the government for um, having a program on their computer that the only way you could get it was through find the computer like it came preloaded on their computer mm -hmm. and they're like well we're gonna find you a million dollars a day 
And they're like, that's cool. Cause we're making just from this program alone, we're making like $5 million a day profit. Yeah. So <laughs> we're basically just going to like give up like 20% of our profit to continue it. Yeah, we'll do it. But you know, as and telling them also that like this shows that the system is kind of working that, you know, companies are going to try to merge and do whatever to get bigger. And that's the responsibility of these agencies to make sure that they don't overstep their bounds. Cause that's the whole, or else we wouldn't even have these organizations if mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yep. Um, and then of course, Microsoft replied back with the standard business reply that Apple has given when it comes to like whatever, like they're charging ports on the phone or different lawsuits they've lost there where it's like the UK is anti-business, you know, the EU is anti-business and it's like, well, compared to America, yes, it is. <laughs> because, you know, you can't just buy someone off. You can't give them like 10 grand and have them vote for you. Yes. <laughs> like how you can, uh, you know, get AB InBev already the largest, you know, beer company in the world to buy, you know, Miller, you know, like arguably like top five in the world if, if, or America of beer companies. And it's like, okay, well, just, you just can't distribute in like these couple countries. You have to let somebody else do the distribution for you. But other than that, the sale goes through. You're good. Yeah. So, but they said they're going to appeal. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the nice thing you think about like the EU, you know, we talked about it before being more about um, pro consumer, like with power cords always consistently changing, you know, and everybody like that was like one big thing, like, like they uh, shot down and or added guidelines to. Like every like every, like every other phone generation, it's like there's a new type of cord you have to get. So you have to get all these new special adapters, all these new updated products and stuff like that. So that way you could uh, plug your phone in. Like now it was going from like USB to C port to C port to C port. And you're just like, what the fuck, man? Like <laughs> right. you're getting all this wasted um wasted cords and stuff like that just like now it's like garbage creating garbage on purpose right and also not that but like well i need a backup cord because i have one you know at work or one for my home or whatever and it's like now i gotta buy more cords instead of you know having backups yes because you you know one came with this phone and one came with that phone but they're the same yep the other thing the eu did that was uh helpful was um for video games you know, basically, like, you know, you see video game commercials here, and it's all, like, cutscenes and rendered stuff. Yeah. Um, in the EU, they had to have a certain amount of the commercial had to be actual gameplay mm-hmm. footage. Yeah. That way you are you know exactly what you're getting. Not, like, a beautiful commercial and, like, garbage. <laughs> yes. The graphics actually look like. But they'll never, uh, I mean, they didn't say they actually had to show the gameplay footage with, you know, the bugs that comes out with the day one release <laughs> exactly that's not part of it hey, you can't do that <laughs> speaking of bugs and games day one release sean <laughs> day one release well El- it did when it came out oh, ago, decades, oh. ago, decades ago at this point now dude elder scrolls oblivion like this i'm talking about the old old skew school game on the uh previous generation <laughs> this came out like in 2006 i think we looked it up 
So okay. this is uh, the game before Skyrim. I'm assuming you didn't, you never played this throughout all the years. I played some of it, but not much. Yes, yes. Um, I played I played Elder Scrolls Oblivion many times. It's a really fun game to play, though. Like if you played Skyrim, I would tell you that the game is not as customable uh customizable as far as like adding points and stuff and you have to and it really makes you work a lot harder to level up your character in certain ways so it's in so like if you want a certain perk you really just have to um use your use your skills to push it through um to like give yourself those bonuses it's not like you could pick on like single like uh um double-handed weapons and upgrade that and that's like the other thing too is like that piece is a lot different but um the story is just so much better than skyrim like i will tell anybody that the skyrim gameplay a lot better than oblivion oblivion storyline basically way better than skyrim for the most part like I liked it. Skyrim has a good main story mission, but some of the other side quests and some of the other guilds, like the mages guild, kind of weak. Some weak sauce. Um, so really like um, the the different the different missions um, in Oblivion a lot more than the other one. Um, I mean the graphics. If you're one of those people that just can't stand old graphics. You know, obviously, you're not going to play the game. <laughs> it's not going to be for you. Uh, but if you don't, if that's something you don't mind, and you do want to sink yourself into a good RPG, it's Oblivion is definitely, definitely a good one to go play. Like I'm doing a two-handed uh, warrior with like light armor, so that way I have more um, stamina to swing my giant sledgehammer at people. <laughs> Um, so I would, and, and the fact that I've played the game multiple times, I've been able to run through a lot of the story a lot quicker and just be make better choices on gear and stuff like that. So it's been a really fun re replay game, um, that I've really enjoyed. I know I had my girlfriend, um, play it as well and she went, she, she's made it through the game already and is ready to do another playthrough. It's just, the storyline is just so fun to play. Like I said, did you do you own the game or did you uh, play it on Games Pass? I played it on this great this great system called Game Pass where I could do uh, cloud gaming. <laughs> you can monopolize the video gaming world by cloud clouding it up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I played it on uh, Game Pass though. Because uh, I never, I think, I don't even know if I still have the digital or the hard copy anymore. I think I do. Maybe somewhere. Maybe it was on the Xbox One. Because I think on Xbox One, on the store, you could buy, like, the Game of the Year edition with the uh, the uh, expansion pack. Which is, the expansion pack was super cool because you went into a different uh, um, Daedra world and was able to go through and, like, go to this completely crazy world and do all this other stuff so um the game of the year edition if you're gonna buy it is super good or if you're like hey 
at GameStop, and you could find it there. You could that would be another easy place to buy it before they close. Yeah, if you're if you're calling uh, GameStop to ask about Crash Bandicoot, you can also ask them about the game of the year. Uh, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Exactly. Apparently that's, a, apparently, that's a thing. It somehow became a meme, and people were doing it, calling up. That's good about Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> if they have the if they have the physical copy of Crash Bandicoot, and someone someone posted on Reddit, they're like, "I'm I'm ready for my next call," and it was they actually had a physical copy of Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> He's like, "You can't troll me now, fuckers." That's funny. <laughs> so, I uh was doing some chores, cleaning up a little bit. And I'm like, oh, I saw I had my comic books. I brought them downstairs for convenience so that I could like be more motivated to read them. Yes. Which has led me to read at that point uh one series, little limited series, the uh Don't Kill Spiders. <laughs> so I'm looking through it, I'm like, I know I have some in here that are like smaller, shorter books. And so I came across it was a six story uh little book about Wolverine. Yeah titled wolverine patch and it's he's called wolverine patch because guess what he has an eye patch Darn. which i'm like is he looking for parodies the... <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like uh why does he have the eye patch he has is this, is this is this part of the story that his healing ability isn't working that good anymore or something and so basically the cool part about the story is it's set up kind of like um like he's almost like a spy, like but in like the we, uh, late '60s or something like that, almost like Casablanca, the movie era. Mm -hmm. The beginning has like a dossier of every in every issue where it shows you the characters that we've met so far and gives you a little brief recap. Um, but so the story is like he's out in Madripoor, where like I don't know that seems to be like one of the main like real life places that they seem to go to a lot in Marvel comics. Yeah. But he's like trying to keep on the down low. Him and this like lady run a bar, and he somebody comes in and asks him to do a job or whatever, and come to find out that there's like some one group there where they're like doing experiments using like the monkeys and the natives, and so he has like his bodyguards that are like yakuza protecting him, the the scientist, and then there's like a group of Chinese that are there, and then Russians, and apparently a couple of experimental mutants have escaped from some sort of Russian facility. And so, of course, like the first time they run into each other, they have to fight. And then they realize yeah. that, wait a minute, we're on the same side. Hey, oh, <laughs> and so that becomes about like protecting them. Yeah. Are they and, just um, random mutants then? Like, yeah, I don't none, yeah, no names. Okay. Yeah. They, they, you know, of course, like something happens and, uh, you know, you get the little asterisk and it's like in this issue of this book and it's like, okay, so that must have been like their escape from the Russian facility yeah. when they introduced them. But um, so it's like a mother, it's like a, a, a family, basically a mother, father, and then like their kid that is uh, gender uh, non-binary, which I'm like, oh, nobody knows about this one. This is a very <laughs> small comic. It's like a minor character that that didn't fucking get people up in arms about, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but the kid is kind of a psychic and stuff, and so, you know, they I'm trying to like rescue the kid or whatever, like trying the you know the mutants or whatever, like they get intercepted by Shield, mm -hmm. which is even funnier because then you got two old white dudes with patches on talking to each other, <laughs> patches on, 
Because it's the Sorry. OG Nick Fury, not the new Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, so when is this set? And like, is it set back then? Because like the, his buddy's plane is like an old like prop plane and there's different things in the, on the island. But then S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up and they have like current new S.H.I.E.L.D. technology. Of course they do. So I'm like, I don't know when this is supposed to be set. This what is now. Fuck? And so, oh, and the other reason Wolverine's out there is because he's, you know, trying to get away. Like he doesn't exactly say, and I'm sure if you're reading the X-Men comics, you know, but part of it, of course, is he's getting away from his memories of Gene. Oh boy. It's always escaping from Gene. Oh, no, Gene, go away. So my Wrangler jeans, I mean, they're too tight now. <laughs> <laughs> What's going uh-huh. on in the X Men unit? What, what, what did Gene I, die? I, I, I thought don't she know. was gone. Did she come back? I thought so. I think so again? too. Maybe it mm. happens. Gotcha. Like there's that scene on Robot Chicken where like they're comparing how many times they've died. Different characters are like, well, I died this many times. Well, I've died this many times. Those are rookie <laughs> numbers, kid. I died this many times. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was like a, like a, just for a little six issue book. It was a pretty interesting read. Um, and see, I got more books I got to catch up. So hopefully I'll uh, be getting to those soon. But yeah, it's, you know, I kind of, Every time I read a comic or a series or whatever, and I'm like, oh, that's right. I like actually reading comics, like holding them in my hand, flipping the page. Yes. And then I read it, and then I don't read again another one for a long time, too long. Yes. Which I got to go back to players because it has been like a couple months since I've been there. hey I'm expecting the text from one of like the random people that don't know who I am. You know who I am? You don't threaten me. <laughs> 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 Bitch. Don't threaten don't threaten to put my books back on the shelf. I've been here a lot you, longer you than you and your predecessor. Your predecessor's predecessor. <laughs> yeah. Like, the uh, only person that's still there that you might know is uh, John. Yeah. And Adam, of course. Yeah. John's still hanging out, huh? Yep. He made the move out to the mobile store. Nice. Well, the new mobile store. The... Where he is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, the new, new one? They well, the one that you went to, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you the... know. That's okay. the, well, new compared to like where they used to be in mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elsewhere's. That is true. Oh, man. So I was looking around on the Hulus one day, and I saw this animated show for adults called Crossing Swords. That's a, that's a risky click of the day. <laughs> yes. And it kind of lives up to the title. Um, I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this one, one – uh, one chance like i'm gonna watch an episode and it's basically um like uh x-rated like south park i mean not south, but south park i guess but they're like little like t- almost look like little toys like the little people like the fisher price little kid toys yeah where they have like the wide body and you put in the thing or whatever but yeah they don't have arms but they can hold swords so basically the store main story is that this kid is a squire he wants to be a squire yeah he's training to be a squire and gets made fun of by his family his he has like two brothers and a sister and they're basically all three of them are criminals one of them's like a pirate queen or a pirate captain one of them is like you know the anti of robin hood like he's like a dude in the forest that basically robs from people but gives to himself yeah and then his third brother is like an alcoholic clown that just robs from people steals from people wow what a great family Yes, and so, you know, he's um, getting uh, made fun of by everybody, but um, 
like Seth Green is behind it. Um, they got Nicholas Holt, who was like Beast in the young X-Men one movies with um, gotcha. X-Men First Class and stuff. Um, yeah. And then Luke Evans. Um, he's like does one of the voices. Like they got some names behind it. Mm-hmm. He was like uh, in the Dracula movie, the Dracula Untold movie. He, he's like the um, in the live action Beauty and the Beast. He plays the Beast. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. And so um, I'm like, wow, dude, they can actually put some money in this. And, you know, there are scenes where, like, of course, you there's, like, topless, like, naked chicks walking around. You get some dick scenes, which is pretty hilarious. Like, like a- animated dick. <laughs> animated dick, like, on things that don't have arms <laughs> or legs. Um, but basically, like, the story is, like, he wants to be a, a squire and help the king do good for the co- for the country but then yeah. of course you find out the king's like a giant piece of shit yes of course and his daughter's an even bigger piece of shit and stuff and so <laughs> oh, um but yeah there's two seasons on uh hulu first se- season's uh 10 episodes gotcha um it's if you're looking for something that's not like anime so you don't need to worry about the subtitles or easily accessible you know because it's on hulu and you don't have to worry about getting one of the weird Japanese subscription services uh, crossing swords is uh, pretty fucking funny, dude. Yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, it is, man. Oh, boy. It's way funnier than History of the World. <laughs> Part two. Like, I barely made it through an episode of that. This time I was like, all right. But I will say, this show also showed that I'm not a very good binger. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, wait, there's... At one point, I'm like, I'm almost done, right? And then I saw I had like I was like on episode seven, and then I'm like, okay, well there's seven, eight, nine. Oh, I got four more episodes. Fuck, that yeah. is a lot of time. That I. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Bolivian has gotten me behind on anime watching. I was like, uh, oh well. I started. Okay. It's not a new anime, but it's from. I think it might be from last season. But basically, the story is this kid, um, bullied him and his friends, and he gets this scroll in the mail from his grandpa who was dead uh-huh. um but basically uh it there's some kind of a magic spell to make all the delinquent girls like fall for him oh yeah 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 that's this season i think is it no because it's all all the episodes are out i think mm. maybe i don't know because where all the episodes were out i don't think so but anyways it's pretty funny so far is the animation kind of weird with like their eyes it's a little weird. Somebody, I was talking to one of my coworkers about it, and he said that he, he, he stopped watching it for two reasons. One was the weird animation, but I'm like, it's kind of stylized because they do faces and stuff, kind of like um, the Adventures of Gumball. How whenever like they do the reaction faces. Yeah. But then the other one, he was like, I realized that they weren't falling in love with him. It was the spell, and I'm like, yeah, but he's not like the normal douchebag like mm-hmm. harem anime guy where he's taking advantage of it. He's like self-aware. Like he's like, wait, none of these girls would even talk to me if it wasn't for this spell. It's not like he's out there trying to like i'm yeah. the man who's gonna have sex with all these hot delinquent chicks he's like yeah. okay this is weird i don't know i don't think i like this yeah <laughs> exactly um but i'm like about halfway through that series gotcha um but then i did finish the new I'm, and we're currently caught up on all the episodes of letter kenny hey oh which you know especially with my wife like you know you'll see people something like random places people will start making letter references and then my wife turns into captain america and the avengers <laughs> hey 
I understand that reference. <laughs> or like she'll jump in yeah. and they'll be like, look at her and then they'll, you know, give that knowing nod like, all right, you're one of us. <laughs> yes. But, um, and I was wondering if they would do anything because one of the characters on the show got their own spinoff series called Shorzy. Yeah. And so in this one, and so basically Shorzy, the first few like seasons, basically he was just a voice. Like you didn't even see him at all. Like he basically would, his appearance would be um, sitting in the bathroom stall, just mm-hmm. farting. Like he'd say something and then Jeez. fart, you know. Um, and so the, there was an episode, oh, he's played by the main character slash co-creator yeah. of the show also and so um they did have an episode where uh they explained where shorzy's going like he got he got bought out by a team up north he's going up there to play hockey for them yeah and so like the main character and him kind of have a, a moment where they he sent he sends him off he's like good luck up north and then you know he walks away so all right shorzy got his send off yes so, <laughs> but i don't know if there's any going to be any new letter kenny i can't they haven't announced there isn't yeah, like this was the final season, um, and usually the new episodes come out around Christmas time. Got gotcha. new season. Yeah, so like if you start watching now, there's ten episodes, ten seasons. I think it's like seven episodes per season, so it's not like it's that long. It's basically like five regular seasons yeah. of a show. Okay, that's not bad. No, on the Hulu's as well. All right, everybody, that's it for today's show. Thank you for sticking around for another fun-filled episode. Make sure you follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Instagram, Facebook, all those magical places, untapped as well. See what Danny's drinking. Pornhub, OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) OnlyFans, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We don't have enough we don't have enough good content for that. I mean challenge accepted. <laughs> you know, I keep seeing all these uh these younger like hot girls on the on the Instagrams talking about, you know, forget six packs. Give me a balding guy with a beard and a dad bod. And I'm like looking at my wife and I'm like You're still around, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Catch you.